This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Yeah, it is the Buck Baloo Show. I don't know if I'm a legend, but I'm happy to be sitting in for Buck this week. Mike, working with you here. Buck Baloo is on a much-deserved vacation for this one-hour extravaganza. That is the Buck Baloo Show. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I've hosted two-hour shows, three-hour shows, four-hour shows in my uh, somewhat illustrious career. I've never done a one-hour show. It's a lot of pressure. I'm going to need a bigger boat. I got a lot of stuff to get off my chest, and I don't know how I'm going to do it in 60 minutes, but I'm going to try. Well, it's not even 60 minutes. It usually boils down to about 40. Yeah. So you better start getting ready. Yeah, I, mean, I just <laughs> got to get right to the point. You were feeling Buck's pain out there before the show Jeez. and uh, understand some of his uh, issues that he has to deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, uh, for those that don't know, uh, when I'm not doing some radio stuff and, and hosting a college football podcast, JC and Morgan, for those of you that want to give it a listen, um, I'm doing a lot of TV for ESPN and the SEC Network. More on that in a moment. I'm sure that'll come up. When, once I give my take on what happened with the Final Four. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is we do a lot of readers and TV. We just usually have more than an hour to get them in. But it's a popular show, I understand. You folks out there, you can stay connected to all the latest news and your favorite fan shows on the fan app sponsored by Beaver Direct. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow, what wow really does mean. Download the fan app now and the Apple app and Google Play stores. All right, so we do have a lot to get to, and so I'm not going to go all around the universe like I'd like to because there's so, I mean, this time of year is so good. I, I, I know what it's like to host a sports talk show in July. It's not always fun to fill four hours in July. This time of year, there's just so much going on and so much great stuff. And, of course, we will get to some of that with uh, Tim Brando. Tim and I go back a ways, and Tim is, uh, to me, one of the best college football minds out there. Was with ESPN for years, was with CBS for years. Now he's with Fox, and he always has opinions. I know, honestly, I don't know what he's going to say, guys. I just know we're probably going to disagree with each other, because while we do agree on a lot, we disagree on a lot. But here's the thing. We're not going to yell and scream at one another. It's not what Tim and I do. It's all about mutual respect. Everybody's got to take so with that being said, let me give you mine on what happened yesterday. And I mentioned the, uh... oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's open Buck's Big Take. Buck's Big Take. Courtesy of Mike. Um, as I mentioned, I, I do a college football podcast each and every week. And normally we do it on Monday morning. And this time we did it on Sunday starting at 1130 because it was Selection Sunday. And we knew the picks would be out a little after noon. So we had kind of a live reaction. It was kind of like a pregame live reaction postgame. And I will tell you who I thought it would be is who it was. And that's probably an unpopular take. And I know we've had a, a number of talking heads on television scream and furious anger with such great outrage that it was such a travesty 
that Florida State did not get in and Alabama did. There's just so much misinformation there. And, like, it's okay to disagree. Like I said at the top that if Florida State did get the four slot, I wasn't going to lose any sleep over it. I wasn't going to raise holy hell over it. I wasn't going to take to Twitter and, again, just explode with some faux outrage. I would have been fine with it, but the committee... I know it has to deal with language, and this is what gets lost sometimes in the point. It's not about the four best resumes. Nowhere does it say the four best resumes, nor does it say you have to take a Power 5 undefeated team regardless over a Power 5 one-loss team that just happened to win the strongest conference year by year by year. The, the language is the best for teams, and I realize that can be subjective, just like I filled out a Heisman vote uh, ballot yesterday morning. That's subjective, too. But this is a little more clear-cut in terms of the best four teams. I just told you what it, what it is not. What it is is the best four teams as of now, as of today, as of get, getting ready for a four-team playoff. And if you watched Florida State the last two games, I, I, my heart goes out to Jordan Travis. My heart goes out to Coach Norvell. Remember, there's a lot of people that thought Deion Sanders should be the coach. Where are you now? Uh, clearly, Norvell has done a miraculous job after taking over the Willie Taggart debacle. Uh, my heart goes out to Seminole Nation. It really does. But clearly, when you have the second and third string quarterback, you play a woeful Florida team that had no defense all season long. You're trailing 12 nothing for much of that game. You score 14 on a Gator defense that couldn't stop anybody. And I mean nobody. Good, bad, or indifferent in the SEC all year long. Then you take on Louisville. Louisville has been a great story under Coach Brom. They score 16 points. And if you watch that game, it was brutal. Just brutal to watch. I don't know what was worse, watching that or watching Iowa trying to put points on the board against anybody including Michigan. So they scored 15 and 16 in their last two games, and clearly there's a major drop-off. Take it as a compliment to Jordan Travis. If you're that just outraged about it, and you can't find solace in what happened, and you just, you know, you're just scratching your head over the meaning of life, take it as a mammoth compliment for Jordan Travis. Because clearly, the quarterback is the most position, important position on the field. Nobody disputes that. He is clearly their best overall player. And without him, they're an entirely different-looking offense. Well, their defense is still great. I get it. I get it. Their defense, the, the defenses are pretty good for those teams in the playoff. Have you seen Alabama play defense? Have you seen Michigan play defense? Uh, Washington's defense, I don't think, would, would qualify as the same. But still, they certainly deserve their way. I, I mean, look, it is a tough break. And it was an aberration and something even with a four-team playoff we probably wouldn't have seen again for another 20 years for it to shake out the way it did. Uh, it's another reason to absolutely celebrate the fact that we're moving to 12. They're, they're still like, believe it or not, there's seven people left on the planet that think the BCS system was the best. I don't know who they are, and I don't want to know who they are. Uh, four was a temporary solution. It was the Band-Aid, and now we're going to 12 so we can avoid anything like this again. But I have no problem with Alabama. None. And you could say it's SEC bias. I mean, look, Everybody has a little bit of bias when you watch a conference dominate the sport for the last 20 years. Yeah, that, that is a real thing. Uh, is it ESPN bias? I can tell you as someone who's been an employed by ESPN for over a decade now, ESPN does not sit in that committee room of 13 individuals and have any sway. I'll tell you who do, does have sway is Greg Sankey. Because Greg Sankey is the one conference commissioner that people listen to. Most people couldn't tell you 
who the other four of the Power Five are. And now it's basically a Power Four that Klyovkov helped put on the finishing finishing touches of the demise of the Pac-12. But when you look at it, with all due respect to Jim Phillips of the ACC, I've met Jim Phillips. He's a smart man. He's a good man. But Jim Phillips, I don't care what he would have said. It wasn't going to move the needle. But when Greg Sankey goes on game day, and where was game day? It was in Atlanta. Well, why is it in Atlanta? Because the SEC championship game is one of the best games of the year every season long. And the ACC championship game of the year is usually a dud, just as it was again on Saturday in Charlotte. So Greg Sankey is in Atlanta as the SEC commissioner, and he's on game day, and he brings up... This is one of those when you watch one of those courtroom movies and the one an attorney like has that, it's that line. It's that line that sways the jury. His line was simply this. You can, you can sit here and crunch numbers and you can talk about power five and you can talk about this, that, and the other. One thing is not like the other. I didn't, I didn't remember a whole lot of Sesame Street, so that was a little over my head, but I did understand one thing is not like the other. The top two teams in the SEC are unlike the top two teams elsewhere. If you watch Georgia-Alabama, and I hate using the word eye test or the term eye test, but my goodness, could you not tell the difference between that and every other conference championship game you saw on Friday and Saturday? Of course you could. Of course you could. Jalen Milrow and Alabama right now are just better, okay? They're just better than Florida State. And for that matter, so too would Georgia be better than Florida State. But they sure as heck weren't going to get two SEC teams in at that particular point. But I almost felt worse for Georgia fans than I did Florida State fans when it was all said and done. All Georgia did was set an SEC record with 29 straight wins, clearly had another dominating team. They lost by three points on a neutral field to Alabama, and they get bounced. So if you look at it, something historic was going to happen. Either you left an SEC champion out of the playoff, never happened. Either you left an undefeated Power 5 team out of the playoff, never happened. You drop the number one team outside the top four, never happened. Select a team ranked outside the top six, never happened. Well, all of a sudden, this was the year where at least one, if not more of those, was going to happen. And that's what happened. You can be outraged about it. I, I could think of much more controversial and things that have been done wrong in the sport of college football. If you've been covering this thing at all for more than like five, ten years, and you know college football and its championship has been a flawed, incredibly flawed system for, that's why they used to call it the mythical national champion. It's been flawed most of our natural-born lives. If you want to be that outraged over this, this is not even in the top 10 of things that are just incredibly controversial over teams that get selected to the college football postseason or one versus two. And I mean, heck, it wasn't that long ago we had like Georgia playing Notre Dame who wasn't even in the top 10 for a national championship. So I, I would just say that I had no problem with it. Uh, if you if you want to claim that there was some bio, look at the third. By the way, if you want to do something funny, go read the thirteen bios of the people on that committee. There's only one with SEC ties: the Kentucky AD Mitch Barnard. The other twelve have nothing to do with the league, and certainly, you know, they're not taking money under the table to take to keep Florida State out and put Alabama in. Nick Saban is not giving them season tickets or giving him a brand-new car from his dealership now in Jupiter, Florida, or wherever. There's, there's nothing that's mischievous about this. They had to make a tough decision. They made it. Quite frankly, I thought it was the right one. Uh, Tim Brando, I know, will have plenty of thoughts on this. He's probably going to disagree with everything I just said, and that's good. That's healthy. That's robust. 
We won't yell and scream at each other, but we will have some fun discussing it. Also, we'll talk some Falcons football later on, some Braves as well. We'll cram it all into 60 minutes or 40 minutes here on the fastest moving hour in the history of sports talk radio. It's the Buck Baloo Show. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at LGECCU.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Two minutes after the hour, just continuing to roll along on the Buck Baloo extravaganza. Atlanta sports fans, this one is for you. Hexhead is bringing the holiday spirit with our exclusive BOGO 50 sale, officially licensed handcrafted metal wall art featuring your favorite Georgia sport teams, Braves, Falcons, Hawks, your national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. Not going to be able to say that this year. Sorry, DT. Sorry, Road Dog. Buy one piece and get the second 50% off. You heard that right. It's the perfect gift for the sports fan in your life. Upgrade your fan cave or give somebody the number one Christmas gift this year. Visit HexHeadArt.com. Use code BOGO50 and celebrate the season with style. That's HexHead. Make every game a home game. Mike Morgan in for Buck Baloo. I told you we were going to go hot and heavy right off the start with some college football talk. And now a, a guy that knows it as well as anybody. Uh, I don't want to make him sound older than he is, but some of us grew up watching this man, whether it was on studio or calling games at every major network. Joining us now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, it is Tim Brando. Timmy B., how are you? Wonderful, Mike, and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all of that and above. Uh, to you this holiday season. Hope you're well. Uh, doing fantastic, uh, Tim. I know you are as well after uh, another yeah. uh, season behind the mic at Fox. And I'm sure you were like me. You were watching Selection Sunday. Uh, one of the things you and I go back a ways, I've always had great respect for your opinion. And even when we differ, it's okay. Like that's the beauty of college football, right? So as I'm watching it, and I will tell you this. Yeah. Uh, these are the four I thought the committee would come up with. I have not checked your Twitter byline or anything else, I, 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 but I, I, I haven't checked your feeds on social media. But I'm going to take a wild guess and say you had a problem with the four that were selected. The floor is yours, my friend. No, you know, Mike, I really don't have a problem with the four that are selected. I, um, uh, my biggest problem is with the the process uh, of it, the, the corrupt process of it the lack of transparency within it uh it has been corrupt from the jump and um i think media fabrication that's been complicit with the lack of transparency and in fact influence uh reached uh, epic proportions here and i think it's time and i and i'm sorry i mean i hate calling out uh some of my colleagues but i i felt the need to do that i, I really did i i I watched more of it this time because of, um, well, a couple of reasons. I knew they were in trouble. I knew that the committee was in trouble, mm -hmm. uh, that chaos was on the way. We knew that the moment 
uh, really that um, the, the, the SEC championship ended. The moment that Alabama won, they were in trouble because um, on the one hand, you could say, well, uh, well they, they, they're, they're going to get the right four for, for our purposes, for the games that maybe we want to see from a matchup standpoint. But when you're running the risk of not having a 13-0 and Power 5 team not get in for the very first time in the history of the 10 years of the system, that's a problem. And you knew that was going to be an issue when you're trying to fit, you know, the square peg in a round hole. You know, five, five power conferences were in play when they created this godforsaken format. Uh, the, the last paragraph, which everyone loves to go to and say, well, you know, it's in the criteria. It's in the criteria. Well, yeah, we, that's part of what's been the problem here is that they put in the, 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 this nebulous um, paragraph about uh, in case of key players and there are problems, the committee believes in blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is all basically a cover for uh, their translation really is in a private room without consequences. Uh, well, if you know, if there's a real problem here, we'll just pick whoever we damn well please. <laughs> you know, which makes it an invitational, Mike. Uh, it's not. It's not a, a, a true college football playoff. And I've said that from the jump. Um, because I was doing a basketball game uh, at Wisconsin, and it was uh, a relatively early game on on Saturday, uh, uh, just before noon Central Time. Uh, I watched all of game day, and I watched the nearly 45-minute infomercial that Commissioner Sankey had, courtesy of uh, uh, my friends in Bristol at game day. And I I thought it was um, painful and pitiful to watch. Uh, He's already the most powerful man in college football. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And I I have no problem with Greg taking advantage of it. Okay, I got no problem with – Commissioner Sankey working for his constituency, and he does a damn good job. That's the reason he's the most powerful man in there. But no where were the tough questions? Where were the tough questions? At what point did anybody ever ask him? Well, are you concerned with um, uh, a couple of teams that might be on the fringe here? Because there was a possibility that Georgia and Alabama could both be left out. Are you concerned that maybe only playing eight conference games instead of nine, which until the spring we all felt you might, that that might have been a difference here? Okay, if the committee goes in the other direction. That question was never asked. Okay, tough questions were never asked. The floor was given to him, and he just rolled with it. And he made his case. And he specifically, this was a very smart move on his part. He basically was talking to the committee. No question. <laughs> Directly to the committee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that committee, that committee is watching that. They watch everything on that day. And they are going to react to it. Listen, I've had guys in my history uh, watch the halftime of the SEC championship when Spencer and I were on, and they would tell me they transcribe what we said. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that they are watching and they are influenced by what we say. Uh, And and I just felt that it was a little over, well, not a little, very over the top for the commissioner to have that much airtime to speak his his truth for his league where was jim phillips where's the balance where where where's the other commissioners where where if you're going to give that kind of time to one individual that represents um arguably the the most powerful uh, conference in america and has been for over 20 years then i think there should be some equal time just as there would be in a political race <clears throat> i didn't see it 
though, Tim, I, I, don't disagree, I don't disagree with anything you just said, but I know you'll agree with me on this at least, and that is that yeah. you and I have both been proponents of an expanded playoff. The moment they got right. to four, we knew it was going to expand. I wanted eight. Yeah. I, I know it's 12. I know you think it's going to be 16 sooner rather than later. And the, and the new TV contract. Uh, absolutely. That would, that would pave the, <laughs> the, uh, the opening for that. But but the fact of the matter is, is that you've got three conferences that held it up an extra year. We could have had a 12-team playoff this year. And Greg Sankey was very wise and shrewd to bring that up. Like, don't cry your tears to me when you wanted this. You, we could have had right. 12 this year, and you insisted no your little alliance to have four yeah. another year. Well, that's exactly why uh, Phillips kept his mouth shut, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he made he made his own bed. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And uh, and, the, and look at that three that was an alliance. Uh, Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, is gone. <laughs> right. He's in the NFL. And, uh, you know, Dan Wetzel pointed out beautifully, I thought, in his column, if you haven't read it uh, on Yahoo, you should. And I do think, and this is the issue, see, Boo Kerrigan, uh, Boo Corrigan, another good guy, uh, son of Gene, and his son Tim, of course, has been a producer. He actually started out as a broadcast associate at ESPN when I was there long, long ago in the Ice Age. Uh, I've known the Corrigan family for a long time. Boo, unfortunately, was he lacked transparency, too. Just say what was really going on in that room, all right? Here's the deal. If Georgia had beaten I – mean, just say it. If Georgia had beaten Alabama, Georgia would have gone in and Florida State would have been the fourth team. Mm-hmm. Now, just say it. You could not take Alabama without taking Texas. Totally agree. Period. Totally agree. End of story. Just say it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just tell us the damn I don't truth, think Boo made a cogent right? point the entire – time he was no, on Mike. I mean, no, he had, what, 12 no, of these things or whatever and, and never yeah. made any point that was meaningful. And I realize it's a thankless no. job, but give us something to chew on. Oh, they all go to the, the Bill Hancock School of Obvious. Right. And, and, and don't tell us anything. Right. Okay. In a very congenial, with a smile on your face style, don't tell us Jack Blank. Okay. And that's that's already, always been a problem. They should have always had access to the media. Uh, I mean, let's face it, uh, whether it's uh, ESPN that's paying all the freight or several networks that could be paying the freight in the future, that would be the case. Now, the other thing that really got old for me was, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, the panelists on the show and the selection show were just all in. It was like, no problem. Uh, I heard Greg McElroy three days earlier say the sanctity of the sport rested on the fact that Florida State should be in. Three days later, sitting next to Kirk Herbstreit, he was not going to go against Kirk. Kirk was not going to have any debate from anyone there other than who? Booger McFarland. Right. Who does what? More NFL than he does college. And, and call it a travesty. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. The, only, the only guys that offered any, uh, um, <laughs> any dispute to, oh, well, you had to go with Alabama, was, was Booger. And then later, Dan Mullen, to his credit, said something. That was about two and a half hours later. Listen, the bottom line is I want to hear what's really on the minds of people and not and not see guys that are clearly getting their marching orders and rolling with it. And and that's that's the way it looked, that's the way it appeared, and I'm gonna say it. I, that's because fair. Florida State because Florida State's kids and that coaching staff deserve better. And listen, I, I have the utmost respect uh for all those men that were on that set and certainly Kirk Herb Street, who's done an incredible job with his career to get where he is to be the most influential voice in college football. 
the worldwide leader. I have a tremendous respect for him. But he must have questioned himself a little because he had to go to social media and uh, give an impassioned, sort of saddened, gosh, I feel really bad for you Florida State fans and those Florida State players in the aftermath of ballyhooing why Alabama should have been in uh, after the show. Um, <clears throat> if, if, you, if, you really, if you really believe in what you say, Mike, say it, get it over with, and don't worry about what the fans think or the players think. I long since forgotten about how many people I pissed off giving an opinion. <laughs> and probably a few more in this segment alone. That's the beauty of, again, college football. Right. Whenever you give an you opinion, know, yeah. you're going to polarize polarize people. In a lot of ways, well, you could say the winner was college football because, Tim, you and I are in agreement. The, the national carnival barking talking heads, oh, every Monday yeah. during college football, it's 99% NFL. It's like college football doesn't even exist. And all of a sudden, because of this controversy, they all had to they all felt like they were obligated to give a hot take over a sport that they ignored for the better part of four months. And everybody spent time on it yesterday. So you could say college football kind of won in that regard in terms of exposure, if nothing else. And and, and, uh, uh, pardon my quote unquote take. okay here. But if if (laughs) pardon your first take, (laughs) pardon my whatever take. okay. I'm not, uh, rerunning what uh, Chris Russo and and Stephen A have to say about college football. No, no disrespect intended, but I don't know that they watch maybe a, a one one millionth of college football compared to you or me. Okay, mm-hmm. so I really don't care what they have to say. But to speak of carnival barking, you're correct. Whether it's um, FS1 or ESPN, how much college football is covered on a daily basis? So how many people really do know? what the process is until we get to that point. So you can throw up these metrics. And this is where uh, the SEC has always kicked everybody else's rear end. They know the metrics are on their side. That's why they only play eight games. That's why they get away with FCS games and, um, and, and group of five games in late November, because they know their conference is strong enough that the metrics will support them. Listen, Florida state played LSU in a non-conference game, and they played them and beat them badly in the second half, won the game going away. Alabama played Texas at home and lost by double digits in the fourth quarter. They led 16-13 to 13 starting fourth, lost that game. Okay, so Florida State did all that it could do, was 13-0, and 0, and they were treated like a rag doll. They were, treating, they were treating them, the committee was treating them as though they were Cincinnati. And oh, by the way, let's forget the fact that TCU beat Michigan to get to last year's championship, let's roll out 65-7 to seven over and over again. That's where I do have a, a problem no, with the commissioner. Me, Thank you. And, he held that over everybody. It was 65-7, <laughs> to seven, you know. it was six, Yeah, but you know what? Michigan did lose the game before. So not, let's not bury sure. a team because they're not one of the pure playoff privilege and one of the great brands of the game. And that's where I do have an issue with what the commissioner had to say. Un- understandable. About it. And, that, and that stuff goes on, Mike ad nauseum and no one uh, raises a hand to say wait a minute hang on here a second did they not go 13 and 0 are they not a power five conference and how can you justify this give me more how about some transparency and all they had to do was just man up okay and say to me you know what if georgia had beaten alabama florida state we got would have gotten in and this conversation would be about texas being pissed 
that they didn't get in, and that would have been because Georgia won and Alabama didn't. Yeah, there, I think we both agree. You, there's no way you just could say you could have put in Bama over Texas. I said that leading up to it. If anybody wanted to accuse me of SEC bias, I told you point blank. You <laughs> cannot put Bama in over Texas. Uh, Correct. And by the way, quick reset. Tim Brando joining us here. Mike Morgan in for Buck Ballou. It is 680 The Fan, The Buck Ballou Show. All right. You, you've mentioned a number of valuable points, and I know your your issues with the coverage. I know your issues with the committee. Uh, I, I actually I did a deep dive on who the 13 committee members were. I had to like look at some of these resumes. I'm like, seriously, this is this is part of the the equation of who, yeah. who gets to pick. But one thing we can't gloss over, Tim, if we're going to talk about this, I don't think it was a true apples to apples. Okay, who's who's got the better resume? Uh, Alabama or Florida State. If we're being honest, and the language is the best four teams, this is truly. And you and I cover college basketball as well. When, mm-hmm. It's not as it's not as consequential. But let's say a Syracuse twenty years ago, Carmelo Anthony tears up his knee in the Big East tournament. They're not going to have the same seating going in. This is clearly based on Jordan Travis being out, a Heisman Trophy right. candidate quarterback, two kids that looked beyond raw against Florida and Louisville where they struggled to win a, a bad Florida team yep. where they put 15 on the board and a not very good Louisville team where they put 16 on the board. That's where this comes down. I mean, I'm okay with the argument. You want to say Florida State deserved it, but we can't be dishonest and overlook the main reason why. If Jordan yep. Travis is still healthy, I don't have any question that Florida State would get in, but he's right. not, okay. and that, but, but, that but, gave but, the Mike, opening. But, yeah, well, sure, Mike, but, but, but uh, if Michigan – loses J.J. McCarthy if Jalen Milrow is lost by Alabama uh, on the day that the championships played. Do you think that the, the same thing would have happened? That this wasn't the day I, the championship game was played. This was two no, weeks. No, we I'm got to see that. two weeks of sample size of what FSU All looked right. like without All Travis. Right. Well, okay. All right. So why didn't they drop them earlier? Why didn't they move them to eight Fair immediately? Point. Why didn't Fair they, point. See, the committee did this to themselves. They do it over and over again. They they, they, and why are they ranked ahead of Georgia now, for Christ's sakes? It's a joke. <laughs> okay, a for them to be, because we want to set up a glorified exhibition That's where right. half the, the really good players are going to opt out and not play, but we're going to put it on Florida State that they have to, to, to maul Georgia to prove their point that the committee got it wrong. What mm. a joke. <laughs> and even throw that out, which, by the way, was thrown out on that set on the selection show. I wanted to regurgitate. Yes. Okay? I wanted to regurgitate. Let's stop with this, okay? Let's just be honest. Let's be transparent. And let's say what the deal really is. The truth of the matter is, if you're a brand, if you're Alabama, if you're Ohio State, if you're Georgia, Okay, now Georgia didn't get a break because they lost the last game and they had a pitiful non-conference schedule. That's why they didn't get in. Now, if you want to say they got screwed too, yeah, all right, we mm-hmm. can talk about that. But you knew going in that there was going to be a problem with all these teams where they were. Of course. Especially, of course. yeah, you know, you're, Michigan and Washington sewn places up. We, we They had. All right, that's why they didn't get in. But the reality of these circumstances is the lack of transparency, the dishonesty, and without question, brand matters. This has been an yep. invitational for brands since the beginning, and I've called it out for what the hell it is, a godforsaken invitational that has been the bane of our existence covering college football, <laughs> a sport we both love and always gets it wrong every year at the bitter end. There's always something wrong with the process. I've got no issue with the four teams that are in. 
listen, I understand. And this is the other thing, too. It's gotten even worse now with those of us in the media, many of us, not all, but many of us. Well, you know uh, how big of a spread that would have been if Florida State had been playing? I don't get just because your company is in cahoots with a gambling company. Don't tell me that I'm supposed to go, oh, yeah, that's fine. Put Alabama in because the, the number will be a point or a point and a half as opposed to double digits in Vegas. That crap is even being brought up. Yeah, I, okay? I don't think that that's what garbage. pushed it over the pie. Uh, I don't no, think that's what pushed it over the goal line, though. I, but, but it's garbage and it's even being brought up. Understood. I, I, there's a lot of truth. Brought up. There's a lot of truth in everything you just said. I still think it's the Jordan Travis factor is the big. And sure. people can argue, well, you shouldn't judge what they're going to be like with a backup quarterback. But we saw two games of it, and it's hard to erase that from your memory. Uh, I mean, if the committee's if the committee's doing their job. They had to watch some of that Florida game, if not all. They had, should have watched every second of the Louisville game. Uh, and, and that, to me, is what pushed it over. The, I don't disagree with, with, with most of what you said. And like you, like you said, I wouldn't have had a problem with Florida State. You don't have a major problem. You have a major no. problem with the process and the coverage. Exactly. And, and I, I, always I, have. I always have. And thankfully, and lack of, we'll get to 12. And you lack, and I can rejoice that at least. Yeah, and the lack of coverage on a daily basis on cable television is absurd it's a shame absolutely absurd the second most popular sport in america yeah and the ratings and, back and that up yeah and you're enduring travis kelsey having a hangnail and tom brady's last uh foray with uh, whatever model hmm. on a daily basis on these damn talk shows and and okay. and an, oh by the way let's make up a tournament in the middle yeah. of the nba season so we can get somebody to watch a godforsaken regular season nba game all right like like we really give a a rat's patoot okay we don't and the ratings prove that during the regular season and yet that's all that's discussed okay I, I, i'm um, with you on embrace, that embrace debate has been the worst thing that's happened to cable television oh i don't know since um uh, uh the manhattan channel got pushed on the wrong button and made it to true cable in in in, in new york one night wow and um and and, and children and, and and women throughout the uh, Gotham City were uh, amazed and annoyed, and, and it was just terrible. <laughs> that's I, what, I remember it happened in the 80s. That's the one that. reference that went over my head. <laughs> Tim, final 30 seconds before we got to let you out of here. I, I do want to mention, because you, you and I have talked about this before on other platforms, but we're in Atlanta. We're on 680 The Fan, the home of the Braves. Right. You were part of the coverage in, in a gr very special time frame in the mid-'90s. Just in, in 30 seconds, if you can reflect a little bit on that. Oh, God, my memories of Ernie Sr. and getting to work Braves games. I had just left ESPN. I was working those Jefferson Pilot, Raycom, mm -hmm. SEC games, and um, what, what a great opportunity. I was doing Hawks games and the Braves games uh, for Sports South back then. And to, to work not only with Ernie, but to be around the batting cages with uh, with Skip and Don and, and the professor, Pete Van Weeren and um, Joe Simpson, what a thrill that was. And you know that was um, that was Chipper's rookie year, '94. Okay, and uh, to think back to Smoltzy and Glavin and be on road trips with them, um, and, and be on the bus going over there with uh, uh, with the Braves and, and Bobby Cox and and the time spent with John Sherholtz's version of the Atlanta Braves was just a real thrill and an honor. And you know, I was humbled to work alongside Ernie, the most likable guy on the planet, and. And, Mike, I learned so much about just enjoying the moment by being with, with Ernie. And, by the way, if, you, if you're if you too young to remember Ernie Johnson Sr., just 
his son is almost a, a complete replica of his dad, and we all know and love Ernie Jr. Yeah, so class of the pros. It was a great pro time in my career. All the way. Yeah. yeah another indeed. another uh, a common uh, thing we share is getting to work with the great Don Sutton, the late to Don Sutton, the Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, as well tim always appreciate uh your thoughts uh the give and take it's uh it's great to have it an intelligent discussion on it and uh we know we can uh, watch your great work again on fox throughout uh, the basketball season as well as football yeah. we'll talk we to you soon it, my friend you got it villanova and ucla on saturday with jimmy jackson in prime time if you have a chance Check very nice very nice timmy thank I you so it. much man you bet mike you Bye got man. it Tim Brando, uh, again, we, we go back a ways, and I've always appreciated his passion for the sport. I don't think uh, there's anybody that loves it more than Timmy B. We'll take a timeout. We'll talk some Georgia football news. Oh, yeah, they got a basketball game against Georgia Tech. Remember when that game was ultra-relevant? I think it might be getting back there. We'll talk about it on the other side at 680 The Fan, the Buck Baloo Show. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Back with you on the one-hour extravaganza. That is the Buck Baloo Show. Mike Morgan filling in today and the rest of this week. Our thanks again to Timmy B. Tim Brando joining us. Brought to you by locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store. AceHardware.com. It is time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5. Get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. If you have been following college football the last couple of years, you know now we are into full-fledged free agency. That's what it is. It is virtually not different than NFL free agency, other than the fact that the players don't have to honor contracts like you do in the NFL. You just sign, get some NIL money, and then do whatever the heck you want if you're unhappy or somebody else offers you an extra hundred grand or so. The going rate, and you're never going to get an official figure on this, because unlike the NFL, these rates uh, and numbers aren't published. They're not, you don't have to release them. But if you go by estimates that are reported, just say around the SEC, for example, the going rate for a starting quarterback, it's seven figures. I mean, that's like at the poker table, you got to ante up to play the hand. If you're not getting into the million-plus area, you're probably not getting uh, one of the better SEC quarterbacks out there. And if you're a Mark Vandegrift, there's certainly going to be a former five-star guy uh, a lot of money out on the table for you. I'm not saying it's a pure money grab like it often is. Clearly, there's a glut of supremely talented arms in Athens. That's just kind of become the norm under Kirby. And the other factor, of course, is whether or not one Carson Beck is coming back. Now, I heard the guys this morning talking about there's a good chance they feel like he will. 
Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I did, out of cure, uh, pure curiosity, look at pro football, the pro football forums mock draft. And you can find, I mean, a million different of these. One's not better than the other per se. But this is just one opinion here. Uh, Caleb Williams, one. Drake May, two. Bo Nix, three. Jaden Daniels, four. Michael Penix, five. Everybody knows if you followed at all college football at all this season, you know who they are. You probably know number six, too. Shador Sanders of Colorado, right now number six. Number seven on this big board is Carson Beck. Now, that, according to this, would, you know, depending on how many quarterbacks go, and we know the quarterback is the most highly coveted position in the draft, more often than not, number 45. It says Beck has been one of the class's biggest risers since summer scouting. Taking over as Georgia's starting quarterback for the first time in 2023, he's gained more and more confidence as the season has progressed. He doesn't possess elite arm talent, but throughout the regular season, he became one of the most accurate passers in the country, and his recognition and anticipation of defenses continues to improve. That's a second-round uh, second grade. Um, now, there's a big difference financially between first-round grades and second-round grades. Again, if it's all about the money, Carson Beck could certainly come back another year and add his stock. I mean, I don't think we've seen the best out of Carson Beck. I think it took him a few games to really get it going. I I circled the second half of the Auburn game. From that point on, I thought Carson Beck was one of the best pure passers in college football. And he's not a statue back there either. He can move. He's got what we call pocket mobility. It's not going to be a guy that's running all over the field for first downs, but he's not uh, lacking foot speed either. He's quick enough, as they say. So Carson Beck, if he does come back, obviously that is a win for Georgia. That is a win for Kirby to have that kind of continuity. You're going to lose some key guys like a Brock Bowers on that offense. Uh, but if he did decide to go, projections are uh, projections are going to vary time and time again between now and the draft in April. But there's just one man's opinion. Seventh ahead of J.J. McCarthy, eight. Quinn Ewers of Texas nine, who also has a tough decision to make. And Riley Leonard of Duke 10. If Riley Leonard stayed healthy, I think he'd be much higher. But unfortunately for him and for Duke football, he had the big knee injury. Um, before we get to the uh, the final take to get you out of here, which also is Bulldog related, I do want to remind everybody it's the final 680 The Fan, Harris Cherokee Casino Tailgate Central Dirty Bird Tailgate of the season. Join us one more Sunday, this Sunday, for a free tailgate from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., at the corner of Marietta Street and Centennial Olympic Park Drive for another Dirty Bird tailgate. Download your free tailgate ticket now at 680thefan.com slash tailgatecentral and join us for another party in the Fan Tailgate Series. You must be 21 or older with proper ID to enter. Huge thanks to Harris Cherokee Casino and Resorts, Flying Biscuit Cafe, Larceny Bourbon, Ryobi Power Tools, The Long Drink, Corona, Deep Eddy Vodka, Batteries Plus, The Georgia Hemp Company, Body Armor Flesh, the Lemon Street Classic High School Basketball Tournament as well. And speaking of basketball, I'll leave you on this as someone who broadcasts a lot of college basketball games in addition to, to football and baseball, et cetera. Georgia, Georgia Tech is tonight, and I'm glad uh, the guys in the morning gave it some run. I'm, sur- I'm sure Cellini and Domino will. I'm sure Chuck and Chernoff will. I get it. It's, it's not going to get a ton of play. College basketball has it a niche. It's This happens at least, I think, at a better point on the schedule not during the football regular season but Damon Stoudemire and Mike White I think are the right guys to make these two programs relevant again it is inexcusable 
for Georgia, Georgia Tech to not be good in the sport of college basketball with the amount of high school talent that comes out of Atlanta alone. So give it a watch. Both teams put on a show. I think Georgia could pull off the victory at home. I think they're five-point favorites. Is that right for you uh, betting folks out there? Yeah, I think Mike White is going to do good things in Athens, which unfortunately have not been done in quite some time. That's about it for us. Right? For Derek Thomas, for the road dog. I didn't go over. I promise you we'd cram everything in the 40-something minutes of great content here on the mighty Buffalo Show. Chalini and Domino is coming up next. Keep it locked to 680 The Fan. Thank you so much, and we'll see you tomorrow. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at atlantaramjack.com.